Do you know we're up for a Peabody? Uh, really? Yep. Um, now, clearly, this is not the Peabody Award. This is just somebody named Peabody who wants to give us a cookie. No, no, no. We're up for a Peabody Award. That's not possible. It's amazing. Of course it's possible. Huh. Okay. Have I fallen through some sort of time travel portal? <laughs> where we, you mean in the, in the future where we have a legitimate shot at the Peabody? Correct. Yeah, correct. I, um, no, I mean, I haven't. It's not that I've seen anything. I just know that, that they do the Peabody Award, and, and we now do a show, so I figure we're up for it. Ah, yes. Yes. Excellent point. I mean, I, it's got to go to somebody. In much the same way that the Earth is up for an asteroid strike. <laughs> the Earth, <laughs> asteroids exist. <laughs> uh, they are in the same basic physical area of space. Yeah. Um, so and it, it can happen. We're going to have a short show today. Is that right, Joe? We are going to have a short show because, uh, as again, I you know I'm at this conference, so I need to go need to go uh, enjoy the proceedings this morning. Let me. All right. So we're gonna. I got a couple. Of, maybe just one thing to talk about, but since it's a short uh, show and 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 nothing too substantial today, let's just do an easy breezy thing. Okay. Cool. Um. But I got a couple of got a little bit of feedback. Nice. Do you have any feedback on your end? Uh, I'd like to hear your feedback. Um. Well, a couple of things. We got we got um uh, a guy named Alan, friend of the show, uh, loves the show. Wants more conflict. Loyal listener Alan, dis- he wants more conflict in the I show. I disagree with you about uh, about Alan's status as a friend of the show. I disagree with you about um, the fact that he wants more conflict. I think he wants more peace. <laughs> I, How are we doing, l- Alan? L- let me... <laughs> why, why do you disagree that he's a friend of the show? Of course he's a friend of the show. He's a loyal listener. Look, he even wants to sponsor the show, actually. Listen, Turkey. Now, we, we're a non-profit... Uh, we we can't be bought, and so I, I'm reluctant to to accept sponsors. Uh, but but he's a loyal listener, loves the show, loves it. So of the you show. say, so you say, right? I would li- and, and and Alan writes, I would like to drop in an attempt to cause some discord. He has there is w- there is way too much agreeing on the show. I do not know why you have the word argument in the title. <laughs> now that that's his critical comment. <laughs> Well, I want to congratulate Alan for succeeding because if he wants conflict, I'm more than happy to provide it. Um, I consider him to be a, a mortal enemy of the show. What? what? As a consequence of that note, um, <laughs> enemy of the show. I like that. End of the show as a consequence of the note, and so I, I think you know, congratulations, Alan. But this was our concept when we started the show too. There were so many times it would have been nice to have a microphone around. As as you and I were uh, talking about something with some other, you know, and this happens with other people too, and we were debating something, and inevitably, uh, you would use foul language to describe me. <laughs> That's and we were thinking, why aren't we recording this? You yeah, know, the, the the abuse that you're handing out to me was, you know, was something. Right. And so uh, maybe 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 the listeners want more of that. Um. Now, of course, we, last week I think we went over the positive comments we had from one Van Hoofen Stampin. Also, a friend of the show lives out in Idaho, right? And, right. Oh, and like right on cue, you know, the one thing he asked for was more Darcy, mm. and and just in the background, I don't know if it caught it or not. Got a little Darcy shaking her uh, collar, so oh, nice. Uh, happy to happy to serve the listeners there. And then um, uh, there is someone who thinks that we are amazingly cool. Ooh, that's Tina, wow. loyal listener Tina. 
We love that. Uh, and then I've got one more. I've got one more. And this is a this is a topic suggestion. Well, actually, I have two topic suggestions. One is a uh, one is about the um, one comment wants us to uh, one commenter, I should say, would like to, us to talk about the upcoming uh, debates about uh, the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to regulate greenhouse gases, mm-hmm. uh, and, which is in the Supreme Court, which we of course will do, and we're gonna. I think we need a whole show for that one. Agreed. Uh, here's one that we might be able to knock out right now, Joe. Oh, should I just read this one, please? Commenter Amy writes in to ask, is, is this an appropriate place to discuss the injustice of my parking ticket, or is that another show? <laughs> wow. I, um, I suggested maybe when we were equipped to do a call-in show, oh. that, would, that would be fantastic, um, but I would need to know more about the parking ticket, because I figured, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe, you know, maybe as you know from teaching law, Sometimes the smallest cases provide a window into the larger world of law's complexities. Just so, just so. Of course, um, it, all these things turn on nuances, so one needs to know, this is why you're right to suggest a call-in show would really be the better format of, for addressing the, the grave injustice that may or may not have been perpetrated against Amy. We, of course, would have questions about the facts and circumstances around, well, sur- surrounding said ticket. That was exactly. I got back in touch with Amy. Oh, um, uh, through the mails, okay. um, and I said, I said, uh, um, but you know what? What are the circumstances of said parking ticket? Mm. I may just decide to give uh, to give it some of the attention that I'm now beginning to suspect it deserves. <laughs> and uh, and uh, loyal listener Amy writes back through the mails. Mm. Quote. The time ran out on my meter. I forgot to illegally feed it. So I guess I deserved it. But I think I'll still demand a jury trial. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure. Now, I don't know if this is a topic for a whole show, Joe. Um, mm. Amy's, Amy's parking ticket. It doesn't sound like there's much of a dispute there. I'm not sure we're going to... that To the extent loyal listener Alan would like more conflict on the show... I'm not sure we're going to get that from Amy's parking ticket, but we may, we you know, may. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I do. I mean, it, it could be that she has sort of uh, in a sideways fashion, uh, a crab like walked us into the question of jury nullification. Yeah. Uh, she both acknowledges that there is some formal sense in which uh, her having fed the meter again, had she only remembered uh, would have been unlawful. And yet, who among us can't relate, who among us who are adults, can't relate to having had just the experience Amy has had, and who therefore uh, can't help but feel the pain of that moment of forgetting. So, you, so you've got no problem with a split infinitive? <laughs> Certainly not when it comes to... Um, reaching out with compassion to the person who forgot to illegally feed her meter. I see. So she also says, so I guess I deserved it. That's an acceptance. So do you think she's saying she's some kind of, uh, uh, is she engaging in civil disobedience? Like I, I intend fully to break the law, but I accept the punishment that I received. Oh, right. And thereby highlighting this, and this can also lead back to jury nullification, right? Cause you say, I want to highlight, the sense in which this is unjust 
And to do that, of course, I need to embrace the punishment that the state meets out for this wrong, which should not be a wrong, this wrong, which is no wrong. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, and a jury would need to see that. And in registering its rejection of the state's oppressive act could hold a mirror up to the state, which is after all just the people anyway, and say, we need to stop this wrong. Set Amy free. Sounds very significant. <laughs> I'm not sure I have anything else to say about it, to tell you the truth. Can we, uh, as a show? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let, me, let, me, let me break in for one second. To tell, you, you, you sound great, by the way, oh. from your undisclosed location. You're Skyping in. Right. We may not always use Skype. I'm hoping we'll be able to shift to another technology, but it works well enough. Sure. Um, and to the extent you drop out at all, my apologies to the listeners. Uh, uh, because, as we know, uh, sound quality is the, uh, is the typography of the podcast. So true. Although, let's be a little Louis C.K. here for a moment and acknowledge that through the miracle of air travel, I'm on the other side of the continent. And then through the further miracle of uh, voice over internet, I'm talking to you from across that continent I flew over yesterday. These are miracles. It is. It is a miracle. It's like magic. But I thought you weren't going to tell people where you were. I did. I haven't really said where I am. I mean, you said you're on the other side of the continent. The West Coast is a long uh, stretch of land. Yeah. You know. Now you're. You know. Anything could happen now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to worry about you. Yeah. Listen, there is something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh crap! Which is kind of related to uh, to to Amy's um, to Amy's predicament. I think mm. we could talk about whether you like parking meters. But that's not that wasn't what I was going to talk about. But do you, just a, a quick summary judgment. Let's do a summary judgment segment on this show. Oh, nice. What do you think of parking tickets? I mean, uh, parking meters. What do I think of parking meters? Good or bad? Uh, quick, quick. Don't think about it. Oh well, I don't know. It seems it's. A, I guess it's a good. Wrong. Way. They're they're good. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say that. You, were you going well crap joe we got to disagree uh, how what should the fine be look, for what, should you be able to refeed a meter yes because the good that parking meters do is they allow us to raise funds based on an intensity of the user's interest in having their car at that location and adam smith speaks again <laughs> <laughs> are you <laughs> This is, yeah, I'm talking today to University of Chicago law professor, Joe Miller. So not true. Well, anyway. So absolutely not true. But Anywho. Do you like that phrase, anywho? I, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to it in all circumstances. Oh, is there nothing that I can get you to, uh, you know, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, do you like bad coffee? I hate bad coffee. I do too. What's worse than uh, what's worse though than bad hot coffee is bad cold coffee, and indeed, bad good uh, cold good coffee might be worse than hot bad coffee. Now that's wrong because there are good iced coffees. All right, we can't. Well, this is these are all. I, we're just I, that's let, let's put it this way. Let's move on. We got to move on. We got to move on here, Joe, because coffee. this is not what the listeners tune in for. But listen, listen but we planted a lot of seeds, <laughs> and and maybe some listeners will now comment and say, "I want you to pick up on the cold coffee thing." Mm. And in which case we will, or I have a, 
problem with I have a beef with what you said about parking meters. Well, listen, I have a beef with the fact that you just put words in my mouth. I said cold coffee, not iced coffee. So way to shift the argument in a way I didn't get. You know, way to way to build a straw man and then set it on fire. Jerk. That's true. I, I will. I will. I'll cop to um, not acknowledging all of the uh, wonderful warm, hot iced coffees out there. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to. Uh, so there's this case that came out uh, the other day, uh, and 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 to our listeners who are not uh, um, lawyers or law students or law professors, and and I say there's this case, and you're you're thinking, well, this is the part I'm going to skip over. Uh, don't don't do that because you're going to have some opinions about this. Yeah, one. don't skip it. Don't skip this. This is this is the case of Michael J. Maybe Ellie or Eli. I'm not sure. E L L I. Um, whoa, versus the city of Ellisville, Missouri. Do you think there's a relation? Mm. Like like the Ellie and the Ellisville? That sounds suspicious. There may be more to this story. Um, let me tell you what happened here, though. Cool. On November 17th, 2012, uh, he, he was, uh, this guy, Michael, was pulled over um, for allegedly, here's the quote, flashing lights on certain vehicles prohibited uh, warning of radar ahead. Now, I'm not sure that what that means, but... Uh, it, it sounds funny, but uh, what they're saying is that he was flashing his lights to warn others that there was a cop there using a radar. You ever done this before, Joe? You ever flash your lights to let people know, you know, watch out, there's a speed trap up ahead. You ever done that? I've never had occasion to do that, no. Is that because you're not a nice person? No, I just don't recall. Well, let me, and so let me rephrase. I don't recall Wait. having had occasion to do that. In other words, it's it's nighttime. I, I see, or, or or at least dusk, or I guess early morning, right? Um, uh, I, I see that there is a police vehicle which appears to be using uh, a speed gun to estimate uh, car travel rates. Yeah. And then as I proceeded, I used my headlights to indicate that to oncoming drivers. I, I just don't recall being in that situation. Are you, do you do you ever drive? <laughs> yeah, but look, if it's during the day, it's not really something you would do, is it? Flash your uh, flash your lights a little bit. No one would see it. No, no, you would only do that if you were considerate. Ugh. In the daytime, would anyone even see you do it? Is what I'm of asking. Of course they would. Yes, of course. Really? Lights uh, lights work during the day. Yeah, but they just don't seem like they would be all that visible. Especially because most modern cars now have daytime running lights. So your headlights are basically always on anyway. I, I, I don't – this is something we're going to have to get the, the listeners to write in about because I, I, I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> what, time um, day, what time of day was Mr. Eli doing this? I'm, I'm kind of looking through this thing now trying to figure this out. Um, let's get to the nub of the matter though rather than distract about whether I've ever done this or not let's talk about his case what's his case why is this what happened well he was he was uh, he was pulled over for alerting others how do they even know about the speed trap doing? How well they, they, they saw him flash his lights yeah but they saw him know? flash his lights listen how do they know that's what he was trying to communicate because he could have been trying how to do communicate. they know yeah um, you can you can use your headlights to communicate any number of things Okay, no wait. Oh, I've got the time too, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm totally unprepared for the, the kinds of details that uh, that you are worried about. Um, because I just didn't. It was two fifty in the afternoon. Okay. 
uh, he drove his vehicle northbound on Kiefer Creek Road. Mm. Yeah, you, I mean, that's pretty pretty common thing. That's where you're going to be, 250. Uh, um, he observed a speed trap, and plaintiff communicated by flashing his headlamps to drivers approaching the opposite direction, none of whom plaintiff sus- uh, suspected of violating any laws, uh, alerting them that they should proceed with caution. It's and, and, and the judge helpfully writes here, the flashing of headlamps is commonly understood as conveying the message to, the message to slow down and proceed with caution. Here's my question. He was issued a he was issued a uniform citation for allegedly flashing lights on certain vehicles prohibited warning of radar ahead, which doesn't you know that that's what they wrote down I guess. Uh, and then he was ordered to appear in court and given a fine, um, and was eventually charged with violating an ordinance. Do you want to hear what that ordinance is? Very much. It is section 375.100 entitled Limitations on Lamps Other Than Headlamps, Flashing Signals Prohibited Except on Special Vehicles. Mm. And it says, any lighted lamp or illuminating device upon a motor vehicle other than headlamps, blah, 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 uh, which which projects a beam of light of an intensity greater than blah, 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 shall be so directed that no part of the beam will strike the level of the roadway on which the vehicle stands at a distance of more than 75 feet. Alternately, flashing warning signals may be used on school buses, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think any of this speaks to what he was doing. Oh, I do. Yeah? Yeah, because it sounds like what the statute is doing is it's saying that we only want certain kinds of vehicles flashing warning lights of various kinds um, and and that that's part of creating a situation of road safety. You don't want drivers distracted by a bunch of random vehicles flashing lights at random because they think it's fun to have flashing lights on their car. Yeah, but I think, and we'll link this uh, opinion up in the show notes. I don't think that he did anything which is prohibited by this code. And indeed, the, I don't think the court does either. Uh, when plaintiff asserted to the municipal judge that he wanted to plead not guilty because he did not believe flashing headlamps violated this provision, the judge became agitated and asked plaintiff if he had ever heard of, quote, obstruction of justice. Oh, my. After plaintiff entered a plea of not guilty, he was ordered to return to the municipal court on a certain date, and then the prosecution of plaintiff was terminated in his favor when the charge was dismissed. Nice. Um... Wait, why is it? <laughs> yeah, if it was dismissed. Why? It doesn't have like a case here. That's, uh, um, did he then seek an injunction against? He's, the- yes, he's, he's seeking a bit. So, plaintiff is now seeking a preliminary injunction. Uh, he sets out some all these facts that I just read, including the termination. I guess he's seeking to enjoin. It's not very clear. I don't know why you don't why you won't let me talk about what's interesting about this case. Go ahead, please do. Because it seems to me that. A municipality could make the judgment, the reasonable judgment, it might not be the one I would reach, but a municipality could reach the judgment that driving will be safer in that municipality if the circumstances under which vehicles have flashing lights on them is limited. In other words, it, it is not the case under the law in this municipality that any vehicle can have any flashing kind of light on it that it wants to have whenever it wants to have one. Um, you could imagine a different municipality that had that rule, but this municipality might say it'll be safer for everybody 
if the vocabulary, if you will, of flashing lights on vehicles is more limited and more focused because it causes distraction to drivers. It could be hard to interpret. If they're busy trying to interpret this random weird flashing light, they might fail to pay attention and that could actually endanger people rather than promote safety. That's now, true. Uh, there is There has been a rash of, of, of terrible motor vehicle accidents when people were warned of speed traps and careened into trees and nearby <laughs> obstacles. Listen, I'm, I'm so glad you put your finger on this social problem, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, here's you're teasing me, but here's the here's the thing. You don't have to um uh and and let me uh, quote either uh Secretary Rice or the president for whom she served. Um you you don't wait for a smoking gun in the form of a mushroom cloud, right? Um you you don't have to wait for the problem <laughs> the bad Go ahead. Be. Yeah, you don't have to wait for what now? I, you dropped out. You don't have to wait for the problem to get as bad as it is possible for it to get. You right. So this say, is this is this city of Ellisville is uh, it's forward looking. It's trying to nip the problem of of <laughs> warning speeders in the in the bud before there is an epidemic of 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 kind of cars careening like Starsky and Hutch style right. off of bridges and and cliffs um, because they're unable to interpret. You know, what, what are these flashing lights, they think to themselves? Yeah, I was thinking more of the General Lee from, um, what was that show called? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. Ugh, what was it called? I can't Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I wonder how many, you know what's interesting? I wonder how many uh, towns and cities, or states for that matter, have, have uh, statues like this. Okay, well, but let, let me be clear here, though. Let's get, we don't have a lot of time, so we've got to get right to the heart of it, Joe. We've yeah. got to get right to the heart of this and, thing. So, so might get my ability to do that. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, I think the town acknowledged, and and then they actually discontinued the practice, and the whole thing was that you don't need an injunction because we've discontinued this. The judge ended up giving it anyway. But here's here's the thing. Uh, he was charged not actually with violating that thing, but with obstructing justice eventually, right? And that's and there was a whole argument about it. he's seeking an injunction to prevent them from so charging him in the future. And his ground. What do you think his ground was? Why does he? Why does he? Why do you think he says that you can't do this? Well, in modern American law, the last refuge of every scoundrel is the First Amendment. Um, so one has to suppose that it's a First Amendment case. Yeah, because o- only scoundrels take advantage of the sacred right of free speech. <laughs> well, that's 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 what that's where we've come, huh, Joe? Yeah. No, I do. Uh, anyone who knows me uh, well knows that. Um, I, that both that I think the free expression guarantee is vital and that I think uh, First Amendment jurisprudence has gotten pretty whacked out. Uh, it's gotten a lot of fringy, fringy stuff on it lately. Yeah, well, let's I mean, flashing your lights to notify another driver of a speeding trap is not exactly like marching through Skokie as a neo-Nazi or uh, or or asserting a free speech right to to uh, donate millions of dollars to a politician, but it is expressive conduct. There's well, that's the question. So that's that's what I want to. So, what do you think in the abstract of this First Amendment argument, the First Amendment right to notify other drivers of a of an ongoing police action? Well, there's two issues, right? I mean, one is is at least two issues. One is um, it, it, is this a mode of expression? I mean, that's a fact question and it seems to me it's hard to argue it's not expressive conduct yeah Um, so we're not going to disagree on that because the answer is yes that it is expressive conduct right yeah so the other issue is um what's 
uh, d- does the um, w- w- how do you analyze um, the the legitimacy uh, from a regulatory perspective of speech that is about helping other people? And you can now it gets to characterizations, right? What is he trying to do? Is he trying to encourage other people not to speed? Is he trying to encourage them to speed but not get caught speeding? Um, these differences matter because, of course, I, I don't think we. I, well, I think as, we a, as a judge, you do, don't know. Oh, can I finish? Can I finish? I think no, would, no. This is oral argument. We break. We break in. <laughs> I think we would. I want to be Ross Pro. Can you let me finish? Um, I Terrible think we, impression. I think Just we, awful. <laughs> we would view differently someone whose speech claim is: I want to be free to to speak in a way that facilitates other people's lawbreaking. Versus, I want to be free to speak in a way that is either neutral with respect to lawbreaking or encourages people to obey the law, right? Um, I'm, I'm saying that not because I know how the answer should come out, but those sound like different kinds of speech to me. That's fair enough. But what would you – you're the judge. Yeah. Judge Joe. Mm. Would, you, would you have people call you Judge Joe or to be Judge Miller? <laughs> I, if, on television if, or in a real courtroom? <laughs> I, I, if you were on the, uh, if you were on, say, the Eleventh Circuit, and you didn't sign all of your opinions, Judge Joe, that's you're wasting your life. But um, <laughs> I, I, I certainly would, um, and I'm not even named Joe. Anyway, uh, no, I, I, I. So you're the point is that you're a judge, and all you have is this coming into your courtroom. A guy flashed his lights at oncoming drivers as those oncoming drivers neared a speed trap. Now. You know, are you saying you would ask the driver what his or her purpose was? Would you look at the objective? Would you look for some objective uh, purpose behind the speech? Does the purpose matter? Uh, it's clearly a communication. Would you try, though, to find some other way to say that it's non-speech? I think we already passed that one. We both kind of agree that it is a form of speech. But I don't know what you what, what you do after that. I mean, I, I think I have my views, but I'm trying to understand, you know, you're saying it, that the speech could, could be considered as having multiple purposes and how you feel about uh, whether to protect that speech depends on which of those purposes is the true one or the one which predominates. I, I don't know what you, what would you do if you were judge Joe and this just came into your courtroom? What would you do? Well, as I, yeah. So I would have some questions for the driver, I guess. I'd also have some questions for the police. Like, you know, why do you think it's important to stop people who you believe, you might be right, you might be wrong, but who you believe are flashing lights in order to get other drivers to slow down? Because that sounds like they're targeting speech based on its content. And when the state does that, we have all kinds of legitimate worries about that. Um, Yeah, but we don't when you, if I go into a bank and I say, give me the money or I will blow it up, the bank. Yeah. Um, and and we arrest you for um, you know we arrest me for doing that. I mean that's based on the content of my speech too, right? Of course. So it is content based. I mean it is I, uh, I, the reason we're picking out this flashing. Well, I don't know. Is it or is it just the? I don't think it's. See, I don't think it's the danger element. I don't think it's the the uh, Starsky and Hutch inspired nightmares of careening cars that has us. Um, that might be the explanation for the general statute. So I wasn't using that idea in this in yeah, this gotcha. application. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is, you ask the police again, not because knowing the answer determines your your judgment, but because it informs your judgment. So you're right. Um, we don't have any. Uh, it, it, we would be targeting the bank robber, so to say, 
based on the content of the speech in making that threat of violence to the people in the bank. And we should, right? We, sh- we would be, in that sense, using speech uh, uh, and using its content, and we should do that because threatening violence uh, against people in a circumstance where it appears you're able to carry out that violence is something we have no interest in protecting, much less promoting. Uh, so fair enough, right? But you can't even get to that if you don't, if you don't understand, like, why, did you, why do you stop people who do this? Like, what do you think you're doing? If you think you're simply enforcing an ordinance that says, hey, the only things that should have flashing lights on them are ambulances, school buses, and police cars. Um, and we can prove to you that we stop anybody who's flashing their lights, not just near speed traps, but someone's driving down the street flashing their headlights on and off for no apparent reason. We stop them and give them a ticket. It's like, oh, okay. It's a general statute. You're, apl- you're applying it generally to people. Um, it seems to have a safety rationale. Yeah, you're you're ducking it. You're ducking it though, because that's that, that's not what's going on here. Suppose that they could show that, and maybe even Ask the police officer said that it was because he was flashed. He was warning people of the speed trap. That, like the judge said, this is obstruction of justice. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of a little thing called obstruction of justice? The judge said. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I'm not ducking it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain to you. You're Alan. This is all your fault, by the way, Alan. That you've soured your relationship with Christian <laughs> in this horrible way. Um, <laughs> You're talking about friend of the show, Alan. Yeah, a big prize to to Alan. Not <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Again, these are you asked me. What questions would I ask? I am, I am. What I asked you is what? No, I didn't. Say, I said, how would Judge Joe rule in this preliminary injunction? And apparently, Judge Joe in this case of flashing lights after the speed trap, would write a 35-page opinion. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say, um, I would say no injunction because uh, there's been no demonstration of a likelihood of success. There's, I don't hear a compelling story yet about how the police are targeting people for speech that's lawful speech. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna have to. You know, uh, so suppose the facts were that you asked the officer why they were pulled over. They said the guy was obstructing justice by warning other drivers of the existence of the speed trap. Now, if you knew that, or if you found that fact, that that was the policy, and the injunction is to end the policy of pulling people over who warn other drivers by flashing lights, or maybe even otherwise, uh, that that uh, um, that. You pull people over when they do that. If that were the policy, would you uh, would you issue the injunction in that case? I'd be much more inclined to, yes. Okay, so, and why is that? You think people have a First Amendment right to issue such warnings? Um, I think it's, uh, they have a First Amendment right to do something that uh, that sounds like it could have been going on in that case, and I'd want to get to the bottom of it. So I don't think, I, I'm, I'm much more skeptical I've uh, never heard you use such weasel words. <laughs> <laughs> you were you you were never. I mean, if, if I go around, if I ask among all of our friends, who is like the who is the um, uh, the least averse to issuing immediate severe <laughs> judgment <laughs> on matters big and small? I'm pretty sure the name Joe Miller would would be very close to the top of that list. <laughs> Look, the difference is you asked me to try to. Um, put my mind in the, in the, in the, try to put my mind in the situation of a judge. And that's very serious. You can't, 
game. You're being a judge game. I said, I said you're Judge Joe, though. Judge Joe. Yeah, you don't. You're just. You're not letting me answer. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm trying to get you to answer. You're. I'm not letting you not answer. That's what's happening here. Here's here's the thing. I I think I would issue the preliminary injunction and the facts you said, and here's why. And then you ask me why. And so okay, excellent. Okay, here we go. Here's why. Um, look, flashing your headlights. It's ambiguous because you could be encouraging people to not speed. In other words, you could be encouraging them to follow the law. Or you could be trying to help them break the law without getting caught. The first one seems like very creditable expression. The second one sounds, from a First Amendment point of view, much less in need of protection. Okay. Let's, Assuming let's, the law itself is legitimate. And I let's think laws against speeding is, are legitimate. All right. Let's suppose you're in a liquor store. Are you with me so far? Yeah. For okay. for about two more minutes, and then I'll leave. <laughs> All right. So well, let's get to let's get to the heart of it then. Uh, you're in a liquor store. You see a guy start to pull out a handgun, and and he's got a bottle of liquor, and he kind of shoves it into his coat pocket. And you look at him, and you kind of wink, and then you nod your head and point out that there's a police officer coming in the store. Okay. What then? You have a what First Amendment right? Uh, I'm, I, so you're arrested as uh, an accessory of some kind. We won't get into the kind of liability, but you're, you're, you communicated that there was a police officer. The guy puts everything back. What was he doing? The guy was putting a bottle of liquor into his coat and beginning to pull out a gun. Oh, my. You, seeing this happen, kind of wink at him or nod at him and then kind of point out Maybe not with words, but maybe with words. Who cares? At the, a police officer coming in the door, at which point the guy kind of tucks the gun back into his pants and uh, puts the bottle of liquor back on the shelf, walks out. But it's all caught on video, and maybe you're arrested later as, uh, uh, as an accessory to this attempted robbery. Yeah. I, no, I, do, you have a, do you have a First Amendment right to warn a would-be robber of the presence of law enforcement? I have very mixed feelings about this. I feel like it's we don't want to discourage people from saying to some you don't want to discourage me from saying to the person who may be about to embark on an armed robbery. You might want to rethink that. Yeah. And then it avoids the armed robbery and that's better. We're all better off. So you gave a much I, I was I was frankly hoping to trap you into a much uh uh, worse place because i think that where where i thought you were going by saying that the driver had a first amendment right to flash lights and warn others of the speed trap um you, you see i think a lot of people might say and it, in my reaction too is that's just a nice thing to do uh, uh you shouldn't be able to be pulled over for warning people about that um and i think that goes to our inherent dislike of speed traps you know all well-adjusted people dislike speed traps right <laughs> um, uh, but then, you know, so if you do have a first amendment, right, then, then the question comes, uh, uh to this, uh, what if you see someone, uh, and this actually came up in oral argument in a case that I just discussed last night with my, um, Supreme court group, nice. uh, the students, uh, uh, involving anonymous tips and whether an anonymous tip is enough to pull over a car. Mm. Um, and, uh, there are all kinds of problems with that. Maybe we can talk about that one another time, yeah. but this hypothetical came up there more or less. What if you see someone pull, 
a child off the street into the back of the car and then start moving along. What if you see someone starting to do that You and you flash your lights pointing out that there is a police officer nearby or otherwise warn them of the presence of law enforcement? You see, in both cases, you're trying to communicate the possibility of being caught, which is less, uh, you know, certainly if we know for sure, and this is the distinction you've been making all along, you've been frustratingly, um, uh, I'd say frustratingly difficult to pin down on this because uh, you're, you haven't made, I think, the obvious error, mm. um, which would have allowed us to argue more. But anyway. Um, well, there's something. Anyway, not making the obvious. <laughs> right. No, I, but, I, but I think you're, you're um, uh, characteristically careful and, um, and, and more or less correct about this. But uh, that there's something that is more uh, obviously less protect. Yeah, I don't know, more loathsome about trying to help someone not get caught than alerting someone to the presence of law enforcement in order to induce them not to commit the crime at all. Like, the fact that law enforcement is nearby is a reason not to commit a crime. And not committing a crime is a good thing. Right. Right? Um, Assuming the, cr- the crime is something that should be a crime. Um, yeah, but whereas, but the problem is that we all know with speed traps that generally we're all like, yeah, speed away, buddy. But let me tell you, slow down for this one block because there's a cop there. That's what's really going on in these cases, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of what's going on, but it might not be all that's what's going on. That's what you keep trying to to ignore. And and it it's so the difference between in your in your um your hypo of there's a person trying to pull a kid into their car like we could imagine communications where this was more clear like a person who shouts um uh, hey police officer look at what's happening over there so in other words i'm trying to get the police officer's attention to yeah. get the officer to start acting against the person who's dragging the kid into the car like right. The perverse person might say, oh, well, yeah, that's what you said, but you were just really trying to warn the person trying to pull the kid in their car. Right. You say, well, that's twisted. No, I wasn't. I was trying to get the cops to make it stop. Right. Well, that's like flashing your lights at the police officer. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, so that, that seems like an instance where it's really clear what I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm trying to get the crime not to occur. Right. Yeah, we, but, by, we, but by by gesturing or by saying something to the person who's about to commit the crime, I could also be trying to get the crime not to occur. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Therefore, it would be better, I think, all things being equal, for the law not to try to stop it from happening. Yeah, and so my example with the armed intruder into the liquor store, right? right. Like you're incur- you're pointing out the law enforcement officer is in some way complicit because you you've. Uh, you know, you help the person avoid detection for the attempted crime. On the other hand, you've done a, a good thing by preventing an act of violence from recurring. Yeah. I, it, uh, yeah. It, All right. So we, it, we it, could talk about this I, longer, but, you, but you've got to go, don't you? I do have to go. There, but, yeah, go ahead. I, I do have to go. So I've got to go. Okay. Well, but, but one more thing. You're in California, right? Yeah. What do you like on your burrito? On my burrito, nothing. What? What do you mean? I don't want something on top of my burrito. I like. Oh skin come my- on, come in the burrito. What you know? Whatever. 
You call yourself a lawyer? <laughs> I I think I think uh, yeah I think uh, go ahead yeah. In El Brito. So I like the pinto bean better than the black bean. I like rice. Oh, stop! Right, we're already off track because that's the wrong answer. But all right, what's you do like rice though? At least right. I'm not. Look, we're not. I gotta leave. <laughs> what else? What else do you want on your burrito? All right, give, what, give me one minute. Give me sixty seconds. I like um, I like guacamole. I like cheese. I like rice. I like beans. Yeah, pico de gallo. A little bit of pico de gallo. How about cabbage? No. You need a little crunch. No. Bye on your cabbage. And with that, I'm a sleeve. Bye, Joe. Have a great weekend. Right, thanks.